From the Capitol in Madison, this is Wiz Politics Midday. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam Keldenhofer, a reporter at wispolitics.com, here with a midday podcast for you, brought to you by Spectrum. Uh, today, I am back in the seat, and I am joined by wispbusiness.com reporter Alex Moe. Uh, to talk about some weed issues today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Adam. And uh, let's get right into it. So hoping you can kind of provide an overview on a bill that's been proposed by a bipartisan group of lawmakers, which would set a $100 civil forfeiture for a new state penalty for possessing small amounts of marijuana. What's the uh, what's the overview on that bill? Uh, Well, Alex, the most interesting thing here is that the legislation was introduced by a bipartisan group. So we have a Democratic representative from Milwaukee. Her name is Sylvia Ortiz-Velez, and she is joined by a Republican representative named Shea Sortwell. He's from Two Rivers. So the two introduced this bill, which, as you said, it would reduce for most counties in Wisconsin the penalties for possession of marijuana down to about a $100 charge. However, that would actually be an increase for Milwaukee and Dane counties, which have a much lower uh, penalty for marijuana possession. Milwaukee has a small amount of marijuana possession charge of about a dollar. Sylvia Ortiz-Velez said that you know she fought for that $1 charge in Milwaukee earlier, uh, but she said that if it requires going back on that and some sort of compromise on that issue for Milwaukee to reduce the fine amount and the issue across the rest of the state, that's something that she'd be willing to do. So when people are confused about how the laws apply within patchworks, that makes it harder. So, you know, I've had discussions with uh, cannabis advocates. I've had this discussion with numerous people. We understand it's worth a trade-off. And that's coming from the person who actually made it $1 in Milwaukee County. And Sortwell kind of said the same thing. He said that the bill is a nice middle ground that isn't really a win for those who want to take a hard line on legalizing marijuana or continuing to make marijuana illegal. Uh, so it's it's kind of that middle ground. And uh, he thinks that, you know, it can gain enough support from both parties to actually make it into law. I know I've spoken with some really hardliners who want to continue to make sure that this is completely illegal, want to keep leave it at felony levels for everything, really crack down hard on the usage of it. And then we got some people on the other end of the sp- political spectrum uh, that want full legalization, want to regulate it like alcohol. I believe this bill that we have put together does our best to kind of pull together the best of both worlds, try to bring together all perspectives across the state to try to find some sort of middle ground where we can move forward. So the some more details on the bill, Alex. The bill also reduces the penalty for possessing drug paraphernalia uh, to a civil forfeiture of $10 compared to the current criminal penalty of $500 or 30 days in jail. The bill also allows uh, police to have the discretion in how to book those violations of, of paraphernalia charges, uh, including whether the person is taken to jail or fingerprinted or not. And the bill would also limit liability of employers that don't require employees or potential hires to take a drug test. And Adam, what does the future outlook look like for this bill? Um, well, Alex, it's uh, questionable at best, I would say. 
Assembly Speaker Voss, you know, he's expressed openness for medical marijuana in the past, but he's not really been a fan of legalizing recreational marijuana. And Alex, on the Senate side of things, Majority Leader Devin Lemahieu, Republican from Oostburg, Voss is also a Republican. He's from Rochester. Uh, Lemahieu said at a Wispolitics event in April that he doesn't actually back legalizing medical marijuana or recreational marijuana. Um, and he won't back medical marijuana unless it has an FDA approval. But we also have Governor Tony Evers on the executive branch side of things. Uh, he actually included a provision in the state budget that would have legalized marijuana, but Republican lawmakers pulled that proposal out of the final budget. I see. Yeah, that probably comes as no surprise to listeners who've been following the effort for marijuana legalization here in Wisconsin, that there are some roadblocks on the Republican side of things here in the state legislature, but still will be interesting to follow the progress of this bill as proponents seek to uh, move that forward. And I also heard that the Republican lawmaker, Shay Sortwell, made some headlines on his own as well, Adam. Can you uh, discuss that? Yeah, Alex, uh, Sortwell definitely made some headlines recently. Uh, they actually had to do with allegations of child abuse. Um, in Brown County, which is the county where Sortwell is from in Two Rivers, about eight years ago, Green Bay police recommended Sortwell be charged with felony child abuse charges after a family member reported him and found about five bruises on one of his children uh, while giving that child a bath. But Sortwell was never officially charged, and he also rejected the assertion that he received special treatment as a politician, saying that he had no political pull when all of this was happening, and it would be uh, wrong to say that he had preferential treatment in this case. Okay, gotcha. Thank you for that update, Adam, on Sortwell's comments on, on that case. And the other lawmaker who was involved with the rollout of this marijuana bill, Sylvia Ortiz-Velez, she had some comments to make on the maps that came out of the People's Maps Commission for here in the state. Can you also just quickly go over what she had to say about those maps? Yeah, Alex Ortiz-Velez uh, also made headlines recently on her own uh, when she stood up on the assembly floor when uh, the assembly was debating whether or not to send uh, Republican redistricting maps to Evers for consideration. Uh, Voss introduced an amendment that would have allowed Democrats to add in the People's Maps Commission maps um, to the debate. However, when that happened, Ortiz-Velez took the time to really criticize the People's Maps Commission maps for actually uh, limiting representation for majority-minority districts and uh, actually, those maps would have eliminated some uh, majority-minority districts in Milwaukee, which is the area where Ortiz-Velez is from. Okay, good to know. And Adam, what does the future look like for the maps and redistricting process here in Wisconsin, just to get our listeners kind of a level set for the path forward? Well, I believe, and a lot of other people believe, that it's really going to be up to the courts to decide our next maps. Uh, we saw Governor Evers just today vetoed the Republican-drawn maps, and the Assembly won't pass the People's Maps Commission maps. So whatever our maps may end up being in the future, they'll likely come from some sort of court. 
And if you want to follow along with the redistricting path and figure out as soon as possible what our new maps are, you can check out wispolitics.com, where we are closely covering those new districts. But for now, I'm Adam Kellenhofer with wispolitics.com, and this was another Midday Podcast brought to you by Spectrum. This has been Wispolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.